Teens, welcome back. We are starting a brand new series this week called Defending the Faith. So over the next few weeks, we're going to be learning some ways that we can defend our belief in God, in Jesus, and in the Bible. And I want to start by introducing you to a fancy word. Now, maybe you've heard this word before, or maybe you haven't, but it's apologetics. And apologetics is a reasoned defense of something or someone. It's about giving reasons for what we think or believe. So in this series, we're going to look at and learn about Christian apologetics. So in other words, each week, we're going to learn some reasons that you can give to others for the faith that you have in God, in Jesus, and in the Bible. So to start off, to jump in, we're going to be um, looking at 1 Peter 3.15, and it says this, But in your hearts regard Christ the Lord as holy, ready at any time to give a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason for the hope that is in you. So I know that many of you guys see yourselves at Christ, as Christians, that you believe Jesus is who the Bible said he is. But I wonder, would you be ready right now to do what 1 Peter 3.15 says? Would you be able to give a defense for the hope that you have? Now, if you're not there, if you're not sure, that's okay, because in this series, we're going to be learning some ways that we can defend our faith. So are you guys ready for this journey about learning how to defend your faith? We're going to jump in by starting to talk about science. Now, science is the study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. Now, because I'm a Christian, I believe that God created the physical world, including all the structures and behaviors in it. True science is the study of how God created the world to be. Now, you might have noticed that in the definition of science it did not talk about the spiritual world and that means that there are plenty of things in the Bible in this book that science can't say anything about. Also science is about observation so that means science is only about things that we can see or taste or hear or smell or touch or measure in some way. So there's, again, plenty in this book that no scientist can ever observe or put to the test. Now, the way that I look at what science shows me about the world depends on my worldview. Now, worldview is our second fancy word for today. And worldview is a fancy word that means the way I look at the world. So as a Christian, I see the world and everything in it as creation created by a loving creator. And that's my worldview. Now Romans 1.20 has something to say about the Christian 
worldview. And it says this, for his invisible attributes, that is his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen since the creation of the world, being understood through what he has made. As a result, people are without excuse. Wow, so this verse is saying that we can see truths about God by studying his creation. The Bible is telling us that science can help us to see truths about God. Now think about a butterfly, for example. Both a Christian and a non-Christian would look at a butterfly and see its beautiful colors and patterns and the amazing way that it's designed to fly. Now science can help us understand how a butterfly flies, but science can't help us understand why butterflies are so beautiful and amazing. And science can't help us understand why little kids love to laugh and chase butterflies. Our answers to those questions will depend on our worldview. So as a Christian, I look at all things, including the science of how a butterfly flies, and it helps me understand truth about God. It helps me to marvel at how amazing and mind-blowingly awesome God is for creating something as beautiful as a butterfly. Now, because of my Christian worldview, science tells me truths about the structures and behaviors of the world. And I see those truths as evidence of who God is. There are so many things in science that point to the world being created by God. Things like the second law of thermodynamics. Now here's what it says. The entropy of the universe tends to be a maximum. Now those are fancy words. Basically, this says that the amount of randomness and disorder in the universe grows over time. In other words, Things don't get more organized and orderly over time. They go in the opposite direction. So let me give you an example. Imagine that I were to take a pile of bricks and put them in the desert with no living creatures anywhere around and left it there for about 100 years. It might look something like this when I put it in the desert. Now after 100 years, you go back and look at the pile of bricks. Now which of the following pictures, A or B, do you think is most likely to show what would happen naturally? A or B? These bricks on their own are going to get less and less organized over time, not more organized. They aren't gonna build themselves into an organized wall. That's what the second law of thermodynamics teaches us. The scientific law explains God's existence. It's evidence to God's existence. This is evidence that the creator created plants and animals and human beings because over time, things don't naturally get more complex and organized. That's a ridiculous way to think. It goes against what we observe in the world. In order for there to be such amazingly complex structures in our world, things like butterflies and eyeballs and lungs and ears that can hear music and mouths that can make music, 
Someone must have created these complex structures. And believing that the bricks would stack themselves into an organized wall is way more reasonable than believing that there is absolutely no life on earth and somehow randomly we all ended up here with all of the complex systems that we see around us today. If I were to take a candle and put it in a room all by itself for 10 billion years with no other life forms, do you think that the candle is going to make a candle maker? No, but it makes more sense if I put a candle maker in a room and he comes out with a candle. Believing that God who is full of life created the world is much more logical than believing that a universe without life at all could create some create life out of nothing. The world around us shows how things work and everything points to the existence of a creator, God. There is so much evidence that God exists in the world around us. And as we continue to dig into this series, we're going to continue to discover more truths about God by how we look at the world around us. So I hope that you guys will join me next week um, as we continue um, this series. Now, I would love to hear from you guys if you're watching online. So I'd love to hear what is something that you see in creation that helps remind you that God is the creator of all things. So if you want to ask mom or dad to help you, send me an email or write me a note, draw me a picture, whatever it looks like, I would love to see what you're learning about how God is the creator of all things through what we see in the world. We'll see you guys next time.